Thanks for listening to the Reformation Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. Today's reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, beginning with verse 4b through 7, 15 through 17, and chapter 3, 1 through 8. We're also reading the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, 1 through 4. You can worship with us every Sunday online on our Facebook page at 9 o'clock. Thanks for listening, and God bless you. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes we just want what we want, right? Maybe it's Krispy Kreme donuts, and that first one out of the box is like heaven. It's perfect. It tastes so good. And then the second and third one, not so much. Maybe it's stopping at Del Taco late night after a, a late night out at the bars. It's good at the time. Next day, not so much. Maybe it's that late night snack that you know you really don't need. One more drink before you drive home. One hidden indiscretion. Losing your temper and shouting out the words you know you shouldn't say, but you just have to. We indulge at times. It might start off innocently enough, but then the desire takes over. And we know that there are limits, but we just go right past them because it feels good until we hurt ourselves or someone else just because we want what we want. There are boundaries we set for ourselves, boundaries set to protect others from us and us from them. I'm pretty sure most of us can admit that we go too far at times and have to get ourselves back on track when our desires overtake our willingness to follow the rules. Take a look at this. Yeah! All right. Let Nana undo it, and then you can throw it in. No eating the butter, though, okay? Okay. Good job, Kate. Kate, we have tons of butter. A cup of sugar, okay? Okay, you ready? Yeah. What is this? Um, sugar. Sugar. Okay, hold it over. Right. Wait, Kate. <laughs> All right. What's next? After the sugar. Oh, it has to be packed in there. So put it in. Don't eat the brown sugar. Oh my gosh, no. Okay. 
good yet. Three. Oh, what are you doing? I'm mixing. You're mixing. Next, we put it on the pan and then we're gonna put it in the oven, okay? Good job, Kate. Good job. Okay. Let me see how much you got in your mouth. Oh my gosh. Okay. Show them what you got in your mouth. Very good, Kate. Cookie with Nana. <laughs> Yay! Cookie with Nana. <laughs> we can turn it off for now and then turn it back on when we get back out of the oven. I never could do that. Are you gonna eat them? Yeah. You're gonna eat one? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, you're gonna take a bite of each. Oh, for Nana. Thank you. Mm. So delicious. <laughs> Sometimes we just want what we want, right? And sometimes when we get what we want, then we instantly regret it. Did you see when Kate ate the baking soda? Yeah. There's a reason for Nana's instruction. See, Nana knows better. And as cute as that little kid is, little Cade can't seem to restrain himself. At the same time, he knows that Nana's going to try to restrain him, so he gets faster and faster. Something in him just has to try out each ingredient. If this is what makes cookies, then each ingredient must be delicious on its own, and we must get more, right? Today we hear this second story of creation, the one where we learn about Adam, 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 who is made from the dust of the earth. In Hebrew, that's the Adamah. A literal translation is closer to earthling, and rather than naming him Adam, maybe we could just call him Dusty. Dusty is given a role, is not meant to be alone, but is given a helper. This one we call Eve. And it's important to note here that she was no less than that first earthling. They were in it together. She is not subordinate. Helper is an exalted role, as God is Israel's helper in Scripture. And humans are called actually the same thing as the animals. They are the same as the fish of the sea. They are living creatures. And they're made to care for the garden, to serve the garden, not to have dominion over it even. We don't have that word here, but to work this land from whence they came. The trees come from the ground, just as the Lord God shaped the Adam from the dust of the ground. There's balance, and the garden is good. We've been taught to think of this garden as a paradise and a special place. It, it must have been an ideal existence where the earthlings lived in God's abundance. They had all they needed, food and work and each other. And that was all they needed. They had no other desire. Their focus was on the garden, the creatures, the fruit trees, and the goodness of God. The serpent shows up, also an animal. There nothing, nothing there in the text about Satan or any kind of demon. The serpent shows up and blurs these boundaries for the humans. And they begin to doubt and no longer rely on the word God has given them. And the woman notices, well, the fruit looks good and wisdom seems like a benefit, so shouldn't we want that? And she ate the fruit. 
well, we break boundaries too. Maybe because we think we know better and we reason that it will be in our best interest. Perhaps it's because we think the rule was unjust in the first place, arbitrary or unnecessary. Maybe like young Cade, we just can't help ourselves or we're too focused on ourselves in the first place and things get out of whack. The earthlings are no longer helpers but want to dominate the animals and the creation and one another. And we go to war. We destroy good land. Oppress those who are different than us to make us feel powerful or right or to get what we want. And we take what is good and we use it to divide and separate. Walter Brueggemann writes that the human condition before the divine is characterized by vocation, permission, and prohibition. Vocation, permission, and prohibition. Getting these three in balance, holding all three together, is our lifelong struggle. We all have a role or roles to fulfill. We have work to do in caring for our neighbors, living in accordance with the scriptures, to care for the world God made love God and one another, to share this good news, to work for justice and peace. And we're reminded of these in our baptism, but not before hearing that we are forgiven, washed in God's grace, eternally redeemed, marked with the cross of Christ, and gifted and sealed by the Holy Spirit. We've already been welcomed into God's grace, God's grace-filled arms, and are freed What great permission then we have to live as God created us, to live as the body of Christ in the world. And yes, there are consequences when we disobey God's good boundaries. When we cross those boundaries and we hurt the ones God loves, we feel the weight of our actions. We get hurt. We break relationships. We can lose ourselves altogether. And then like those first humans in the garden, fear and shame take a hold of us. We've always been naked before God. God sees us. When we're young, when we're young earthlings, we are not ashamed. We run around naked. We test the boundaries and we find out what feels good. We're born powerless. Maybe that's why we want power. As teenagers, we think parents are stupid. We think we know it all. We get hurt. We suffer. Maybe as adults we learn a little, maybe, sometimes. Still trying to figure that one out. I know why the humans ate the fruit. Well, I'd eat it too. They wanted self-determination, control, wisdom, the power of creation. As soon as they got it, they knew they'd lost everything. They learned fear. They knew shame. They broke the boundary and lost the balance. Our world gets out of balance too, and if we are to take seriously the calling to care for the world around us, we must recognize the agency we have. We are neighbors, we are citizens, we are helpers for one another. And every day we have opportunities to serve, to help one another, to provide, to work. We don't do it to earn God's love or another jewel in our heavenly crown but with joy and gratitude for all God has done for us, we get to see and experience 
God's abundance as we show up for one another. Today we're helping with hygiene and building community and learning how to advocate for our neighbors. These are just a few of the ways we get to get outside of ourselves in this moment to recognize how much we need each other. I hope that's something that we have learned this year. There's this rhythm to how we are called to live in alignment with God and the creation around us. To understand who we are to God, to the one who made us, we are to be a part of this rhythm of vocation and permission and prohibition. The work we are to do, the freedom we have to live and eat and take delight in everything around us and to refrain from those things God has commanded us not to do. This is an existence that is in balance with our Creator and the world around us. And of course, it recognizes that we are not God. It begins there, right? And to know we can't do it ourselves. After we're done hiding, after we have sought out what we think we need and tried to know what we think we need to know and attempted to do it our way, maybe, with a little help from the Holy Spirit, okay, a lot of help from the Holy Spirit, we turn back to the one who always picks us up from the dust, who gives us a name, who calls us beloved. And we pray, as in the Lord's Prayer, that God would bring us back into balance. We pray for God's forgiveness, for the food we need, for the life that we had back there in the garden to be part of that kingdom. And now cannot earn by the sweat of our brow, but need more than ever. God really hears us every time and God sees how naked we are and how needy we are and is not ashamed of us. God is merciful and loves us even though we can't keep our hands out of the mixing bowl and God laughs because we're cute. God knows who you are. And God knows what you need. God has given you bodies, your very breath, and through Jesus Christ has granted you even more grace and mercy and forgiveness and peace and joy. God's intention for you and for your neighbor is life, is abundance, is love in this world. And when each of us has come to the end of our time here, God will break the boundaries of sin and death and bring us back into balance eternally, into wholeness, into eternal life. For Jesus' sake. Amen.